So we've considered the subject of the secret place for uh, over three weeks now. And I'm sure the subject of uh, the secret place is not strange to us. Uh, text has been the book of Psalm 91, as that is where the mention of the secret place was, uh, you know, was made in the Bible. Psalm 91, where David talked about is the secret place. He exposed us to what we call the secret place of the Most High. I take the reading from over here, Psalm 91 from verse 1. Today we'll be considering the entire chapter of Psalm 91 and I trust the Holy Spirit to really enlighten us I know we may be familiar with the scriptures, but one thing I know about the scripture is that when you approach it with, uh, with, with the mind of, with an open mind, with the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit, it becomes fresh every time. And that's why the Bible says when we behold, we are changed from glory to glory, from grace to grace, even by the Spirit of God. And when we look, we, be, we, we become more like Christ. We become more like Christ. And it's in, you know, the new revelations we receive, the new light that comes to us, even from the familiar scriptures. And so we'll look at Psalm 91 from verse 1. I read through from verse 1 to the end. It says, He that dwelleth, I read the King James Version. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he had known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. So like we, we mentioned um, in previous teachings, the secret place is not a physical location. The secret place is not somewhere you can choose. It's not a church denomination. It's not your room where you have your quiet time is not, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a Jerusalem where, you know, you have historical, you know, traces of Jesus Christ is not anywhere in particular. The secret place is spiritual. It's a place where you meet with God. It's a place where God as reserved as where you come to him and you dwell, you abide with him. And that's the secret place. Okay? The secret place of the Most High. The Bible says, He, um, uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I want you to take note of the fact that it says the secret place, not a secret place. So that's emphasizing the fact that it's not 
many places. It's just a place, the secret place. And it says the secret place of the Most High, the secret place of the Almighty God, the secret place of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Now, from this passage, uh, you know, there, there are some things I want us to, for press of time, I just want us to glean some things. There are some pointers I want us to take note of from this passage as we go along. So we don't miss the fact. This passage has been recited over and over again. I remember when I, uh, you know, while growing up with my parents, uh, I, I, I cannot count how many times we've recited this passage. Anytime we are about to take on a journey, we recite the passage, the whole of it. So I have it upstairs. And there is this tendency to want to, you know, uh, uh, take the passage as a, a normal passage. But when you look closely, you see that the passage is really loaded with a lot of benefits. A lot of promises and this is David declaring what he is a counter with the Almighty God has been he says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty he has been through a lot he has been through thick and thin he has been through a lot of struggles before becoming a king he has been through a lot of you know uh running for his life he has been through challenges temptations temptations of killing you know killing Saul King Saul who was the anointed once the anointed of the almighty God temptations of doing a lot of things in order to survive and through all this process, starting from when he was coronated, just from behind the sheep, where he was rearing sheep, at the, the sheep coat, being raised, being anointed to be the future king of Israel, starting from that elevation to killing Goliath, to being, uh, you know, employed in the household of the king, King Saul, and all these experiences and put together, when David talks about the secret place, he knows what he's saying. Through it all, his life was not cut short. His life was spared. He went through a lot of rigorous, you know, journey. He went through a lot of threats to his life, but he came out a survivor. He lived his full old age. The Bible recorded uh, in the New Testament that David served his generation in the will of the Lord. And it, he, he fell to sleep. And was buried with his fathers. He served. He lived. That's what we call long life. That's what we call fulfillment of life. Fulfillment of destiny. God had promised him that he was going to get to the throne. To become king. And he ensured that that promise was kept. He ensured that he actualized the goal. The vision to be the king of Israel. And to raise his successor. So when David talks about. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Mosai shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I tell you, he knows what he's saying based on experience. So we'll be looking at some characteristics of the secret place, some uh, you know, some attributes of this. Uh, secret place, some things to take notes of concerning the secret place briefly. Uh, Pastor Adams has, you know, done justice on this, but I just want to summarize um, some of the things that, you know, the Holy Spirit ministered to me while preparing this teaching. First of all, it says, uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. So I told you, first of all, it is not a physical location. It is not a physical location. In actual fact, it is somewhere only your heart can take you to. It is somewhere that involves your heart. It is somewhere your heart can, you know, the connection of your heart. Only your heart can open the door to the secret place of the Most High. 
So anywhere you are, anywhere you find yourself, irrespective of the location, it could be in your house, it could be outside your house, in your office. The secret place is not a fixed location, it is actually in you. So you meet with God. You know, in the Old Testament, it was more like a physical location. When they wanted to worship God or, you know, they go to a place where they worship. Uh, Starting from the time of Adam, God met with Adam in the garden. And before Adam lost the presence and on and on like that, there, there needed to be a place of meeting God. And God told Jacob, go back to Bethel, where, uh, you know, where, we've, where we met and some promises were made. And then on and on like that, it was a physical location, the making of a temple, uh, you know, and a, a, a fixed place. Daniel had, to, had a particular spot where he was he made, called a secret place. Now, this is not negating the fact that you should have a location where you you know you meet with God that is not against that fact but in our dispensation the dispensation of the Holy Ghost we do not limit ourselves to a fixed location because there are there will be times where you won't be in that location there will be times where you'll be outside there will be times when the Holy Spirit will prompt you to to pray outside at, at work there will be times where the Holy Spirit will prompt you to pray in, in, you know, on transit. And it's not at that time you try to go back to that spot to pray. No, no, no. So that is why the secret place is not a fixed location. The secret place starts with your heart. The connection. So it starts with the right connection with God. When your heart is in sync with the almighty God, then you are having access to the secret place. When your heart is pure, when your heart is right before God, and it starts from salvation, giving your heart over to the Lord, believing in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, accepting Jesus into your heart, to come into your heart and abide accepting the person of the Holy Spirit to come and live in you. The Bible says, He is with you, but He shall be in you. And that is where access to the secret place starts from. So the secret place, it's not a physical location. It takes your heart to open the door to the secret place. Now, another thing I want you to take note of concerning that passage is that the secret place is not for a selected few. David said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. You know, you may say, uh, perhaps this is specific for David. David is a king. David, uh, you know, David was a king. David was a priest. And you could say maybe it's for the king, for a king and for priests. But if you go down to um, verse, uh, you know, looking down from verse 3, you, you will see that it said, Surely it shall deliver thee. It shall deliver thee. So it's referring to someone outside himself. He shall deliver thee, whoever the reader may be, whoever he may be referring to. I was talking to, you know, some a group of people in pers- uh, you know, not a particular group of people, but it's talking in general. Okay, it says, He shall deliver thee from the snare of Fowler. And on and on, he continues to mention, you know, referring to someone else outside himself. So, it's not for a select few. It's not for only priests. It's not for only kings. It is for as many people as are willing. As many people as are willing to, you know, have access to the secret place. Now, 
it's not I, I, I mentioned that it starts with the heart surrendering your heart to the Lord but it doesn't stop there because may I tell you that there are some people who are born again but they do not have access they, 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 they are not you know they are not benefiting they are not you know taking you know take they, they are not taking hold of all taking hold of the benefit of the secret place and why is that and the singular reason is because the secret place is not somewhere you visit is somewhere you live in i repeat that again the secret place is not somewhere you occasionally go or from time to time go when you are chanced it's somewhere you live in and so if you are a child of God and you don't, uh, you, your heart is not connected with God, it's not right with God, you know, you, you, your, your heart is, is perhaps not in a sinful way, but your heart is distracted. Your heart is tuned to other things, to the world, to the cares of this life. And you barely have time to have a relationship and interaction with God. You barely have time to commune with God. Because that's the essence of the secret place, communing with God. That's what initiates, that's what, you know, grants us access to the secret place. When your heart pants towards the Lord. The Bible says, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul panted, my heart panted after you. And that was David speaking. Okay, and that's why he is is a beneficiary of the secret place. He's a citizen. He's a is a a habitat of the secret place. So it's not somewhere you go often, or frequently, or daily, or once in a month, you know, twice in a week, or maybe you say you you you've tried so much, you go there like out of 30 days in a month you go there like 20 days in a month no it's somewhere as a believer as a child of god who really wants to benefit from uh, the, the 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 blessings of the most high the blessings of the kingdom is somewhere you leave all right then moving forward other thing another thing uh, uh you know i want us to glean from this passage is that the secret place is for those who are willing to be under the shadow of the almighty who are humble enough to be to remain under the shadow of the almighty it says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Messiah shall abide under the shadow of the almighty now when one stays in the shadow that means there is a real you know the, the, there is there is the real the real thing the real person, the real object that creates a shadow. A shadow does not come of itself. It comes of something real. So if it takes someone humble to say, okay, I want to be under the shadow. I'm comfortable being under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm comfortable not being seen. I'm comfortable not, uh, you know, you know, pushing out my will, my desire. I'm comfortable just doing what God wants to do. I'm comfortable people with people seeing Jesus in me, seeing the Almighty God through me. Instead of seeing me, I'm comfortable with, you know, God taking the stage. Those are the people that are residents of the secret place. So if you are, if you're proud. If you are, you know, self-centered, you want to, sh to be seen all the time. You, you don't, you, you want to, you, you want to be at the spotlight. Then perhaps you may not be able to live under the shadow of the almighty. And I tell you, the best place to stay is the shadow of the almighty. The best place to stay. The ass that carried Jesus through the streets of Jerusalem was just an ordinary ass tied somewhere no recognition nobody took notice of the ass but by the time the almighty God rode sat on the ass he was being seen and the shadow of the of Jesus you know was casted on the ass so the ass was secondary why Jesus was primary but all the same 
the ass was the you know the the, the one who was able to trample on the red carpet that was created because he was just comfortable carrying Jesus and his reward was that he was honored with the red carpet the red carpet that was spread on the floor Jesus didn't walk on them it was the ordinary ass that walked on that red carpet so the best place to be is under the shadow of the Almighty. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 57 verse 15, Isaiah chapter 57 verse 15, it says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirits of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So those who are comfortable being under the shadow of the Almighty are the ones that are habitats of the secret place. I know we may say, uh, we've been told that you shouldn't live under the shadow of anybody. God has created you. You have your life to live. Live your life. Live to the fullness. But the in as much as you shouldn't live under the shadow of any uh, body, you can comfortably live under the shadow of the Almighty and you won't lose out. Hallelujah. So from the scriptures, I want to show us um, seven privileges of dwelling in the secret place seven privileges you you get seven you know benefits you get from dwelling in the secret place of the most high praise god number one when you dwell in the secret place of the most high when you abide under the shadow of the almighty the holy and mighty and strong-breasted one. You get God's protection and preservation. God's protection and preservation. Now, protection is one thing. Preservation is another. Protection is, you know, keeping you, uh, keeping, preventing evil from coming to you, preventing harm from coming to coming your way but preservation is keeping you from harm from danger it's one thing to prevent harm from coming your way and then sometimes we we go out of our way into harm's way and we get endangered but god also has the ability to preserve that none nothing concerning you nothing relating to you will get hurt in some in verse 3 to 8 of that same psalm 91 we'll see uh, you know an example of what has was is being said there it says surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And then verse 10 says, there shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Amen. So that is protection and preservation. No evil will befall thee. No plague will come nigh thee. So it protects, it preserves you. Nigh thy dwelling. Your family members, everything that pertains to you, he protects. And, and you know, we can see that example in the Bible, in the life of Job. The Bible recorded that the devil, even the devil himself, went around Job, everything he had, and he couldn't have access to Job. 
and what made us to understand this was when God called him and asked him, have you tried my servant Job? And he said, is it not because thou hast created an edge round about him? So God created an edge. That shows that there is a, that's a possibility in the spirit. God created an edge round about Job and all that he had and everything, his family, his business, everything he had that the devil could not penetrate could not have access despite trying several and until God gave him access he couldn't have access to the life of Job that's preservation and beyond physical preservation he has the ability to preserve you spiritually we are in the times when the love of many is waxing cold and if care is not taken even the very elect shall be taken but God has the ability, the Bible says he's able to keep us from falling and preserve us spotless until that perfect day. So God has the ability to, uh, you know, protect and preserve you. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 5 verse 19, he shall deliver thee in six troubles. Yea, in seven there shall no evil touch thee. Amen. So the privilege of dwelling in the secret place is number one, God's protection and preservation. So number two, we look at the second benefit, the second privilege of the secret place, and that is divine direction, guidance, and alignment with God's will. Divine direction guidance and alignment with God's will. Now there's a difference between direction and guidance. When you're talking about direction, you are just pointing the way to someone. You ask someone for a dir the direction to a place, a particular place on the street, and the person tells you just go straight and turn right. You will see the red building with with a black gate that's direction you have been given a direction but beyond direction when the person decides to take you to the place to the location himself that is what we call guidance when the person takes you to the place the person may know uh, you know a shorter cut the person may know some portals to dodge the person may know some the the part of the road to keep to in order to avoid accident or any uh, you know any, any issue and that's the benefit that's why guidance is 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 more you know is a higher version of direction is even more preferred to direction and god has the ability to give you all this right in the secret place with alignment with God's will because when it guides you when it directs you it will direct you in the way he has laid out a songwriter said every God direction is road tested so he has tested the road. He, he, he knows that place, that road, that path will lead you to your glorious destiny, to what he has laid out for you, what he has prepared for you in glory. And so divine direction, it gives us divine direction, divine guidance and alignment with his will. Where you are very enough from his will, it realigns you. It makes sure, makes sure you are aligned back to his will in heaven. And we can see that in verse 11 and 12. Verse 11 and 12, the scripture says that for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. The angels are, are, are placed in charge of you. They are to keep you. They are to protect you. They are to direct you. They are to guide you. You know, and he said, They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. So, anytime you are about going against the will of God, you are about dashing your foot against a stone, you are about, you know, very enough, they bear you up. First of all, to avoid as any casualty, any accident on the way. Secondly, when they bear you up, they take you in the right path, they don't bear you up to a wrong 
way. No, they bear you up to through the right path. That's divine protection. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd in Psalm 23. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. So when you have divine direction, he leads you even in the path of righteousness. He leads you in the path of success. He leads you in the path of your glorious destiny. He leads you in the path of fulfillment of the dreams he has given to you. He leads you in, in, in the path of fulfillment of purpose. He leads you in the right path. And he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and the staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in presence of my knees, and so on and so forth. The Bible says uh, in the book of Psalm chapter 37 verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and it delighted in his way. So, one of the privilege of the secret place is that you have divine direction, divine guidance and alignment to the will of God. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Now another privilege of being in the secret place of the Most High, of being in the shadow of the Almighty God is access authority and power you have access authority and power so when you are in the secret place of the most high you have access to the divine you know to the to the to the, to the, to the kingdom of heaven you have the you have access to divine revelation access to answers to prayers you have access to heaven the Bible says, I've given you the keys of David. Any door you open is open. Any door you shut is shut. That's access. Your voice is respected over the above. The Bible spoke of somewhere that God didn't allow any of his words to fall to the ground. When he began to live in the secret place, that was one of the things he benefited. None of his words fall to the ground. In other words, if he if he if he jokes with you and says God bless you, you are blessed. If he jokes with you and says you 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 receive a twins tomorrow, or sorry, you receive twins next year as as children. You receive it. God didn't allow any of his word to fall to the ground. And there are many others like that in the Bible who, you know, who had access to the secret place. The Bible recorded of Paul that, uh, you know, he, he, he prayed twice that that infirmity should be taken away from him. He, he you know, he, 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 he was shocked that the first time he prayed, nothing happened. Like, it was strange to him because he had access, he had that power with God. That's favor with, the, with God, with the Almighty God. And when he acts in prayer, he is granted that he had to ask two or three times and says, let this cup be taken away from me before he got a response. So you have access. Then you have authority. Let's look at uh, verse 13 and 15. Verse 13 and 15 of Psalm 91. It says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and other, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample on their feet. And he says, He shall call upon me. That's it. He shall call upon me and I will answer. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. He shall call upon me and I will answer. That is access giving the key, giving the access to the supernatural power. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemies, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That Those are those that live, those that are citizens of the secret place. They have access, they have authority, they have power. When the 
when the uh, three sons of Skiphas went to cast out demons, that showed a clear distinction between those who were habitats of the secret place and those who were not. He said, Jesus, I know. When they said, I conjure you in the name of Jesus, I command you in the name of Jesus to be cast out. He said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. I know them because I know where they are from. I know their, 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 their country of residence. I know where I usually see them. I know when I'm looking for Paul, I know where to find him. It's always in the secret place, always under the shadow of the Almighty. I know that. But who are you? Because I don't see you in that place. I don't see you as a citizen of that place. Your ID card, your, 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 your passport does not read citizen of the secret place. Who are you? So when you are a citizen of the secret place, you have access, you have authority, and you have power. Number five, or the fifth benefit is what we call intimacy. Intimacy with the Almighty God. Intimacy with the Almighty God. You see in verse 14, he said, because he has set his love upon me when you set your love upon someone when you you know you 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 fall in love with someone that's that shows there must have been a level of intimacy because he sets is he has set his love upon me and truly the bible says said of uh, says of david that before he was anointed god said i have found a man after my own heart so David has always been someone chasing after God. Just like the songwriter said, I'll forever be chasing after you. Ooh, I'll be chasing after you. So David was chasing after God. That shows the level of love. It's usually lovers. If you've been in a relationship, you know how you chase after people when you are freshly in a relationship. Before maybe uh, familiarity comes in and then you are no longer doing the chasing. But at the beginning, at the initial process, at the process of courtship or dating or even friendship, there is this chase you always want to call the person. You always want to relay every information by the person. You always want to celebrate with the person. If you have a joyous moment, if you have a sad moment, you want the person to, you want to, you know, talk to the person first. A thousand people may compliment you, but if you have not heard the compliment of the person you love, you are not satisfied. It's, it's the, the thousand compliments are as good as zero. If that one person has not com complimented you, that's love. That's 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 passion. That's intimacy. Intimacy is closeness. Intimacy is oneness. When you are always in the shadow of the Almighty, there is this closeness because of constant communication and constant touch. There is this closeness you have with Him. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. The Bible recorded of Abraham, he said, Abraham, uh, shall, can, will I hide this thing from my friend Abraham? So God called someone his friend. He said, I no longer call you servants, but I have called you friends because you have known me. You have been with me. I call you friends. Because you have known the Father. You have known Him. Because He has set His love upon me, I will deliver, therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He has known my name. He knows my name. He knows what I bear. He knows my nickname. He knows, you know, my, my middle name. He knows other names. People just call me God. You are God, you are God, you will always be God. But he knows more than God. He knows more than calling me God because he had, we've, we've had encounters. He has had encounter with me. 
he has a, a special name for me El Gibor, El Shaddai. And it's not just because he read it from the Bible, it's better out of experience. Because most of those names you are better out of experience. El Shaddai. When Jacob, you know, named that, that place Bethel. Bethel, the house of God. And he had a second encounter with God in that place. He called it El Bethel. The house of the place, the, the, you know, the, the still signifying that this is God's house. This is the house of God owned by God personal experience so there's intimacy when you you know when you are recipient or a resident of the secret place and when you have intimacy with your almighty god he reveals secrets to you deep things it is the honor of kings to search out a matter he reveals it to you he said secret things belong to god but those things that are revealed are, are, are revealed to 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 them to us, those that are habitats of the secret place, and to their sons forever. So there is intimacy when you dwell in the secret place. Praise God. And number six is you have supernatural upliftment supernatural upliftment when you are you know resident in the secret place god gives you supernatural upliftment uh when you look at the, the book of psalm 91 look at verse 14 and 15 Psalm 91, verse 14 and 15, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he had known my name. He says in verse 15, I will deliver him and honor him. So you have supernatural upliftment when you are resident in the sacred place. And a, a typical example of that is, is David. The man David, uplifted from being a shepherd boy to being a king in Israel. Joseph, uplifted from being a prisoner to being a prime minister. Daniel, uplifted from being a captive to being one of the captains in the country, to being one of the, the prime ministers in the country. You know, that is upliftment. That is upliftment. And so all these are birthed. If you look at these characters, you see that they were residents of the secret place. David was always conscious of the presence of the Lord. He says, cast me not away from thy presence. Cast me not away from thy presence. It takes someone who is, who is in the presence of God to say, cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Daniel would always, always conscious of, you know, the the, the presence, the, the you know, conscious of the Almighty God would always kneel down to pray at the at a particular spot every time, even when there was a decree not to pray, he still went there to pray. Joseph would say, "How can I do this evil and sin against the Almighty God?" He was always aware. That God was there. So that brought about their supernatural upliftment. Number. Okay, sorry, number six. I think this should be number six now. Divine presence. You have divine presence. Divine presence of the Almighty God. When you are in the secret place of most like the shadow, when you are under the shadow of somebody, you are not far from the person. That shows closeness. That shows the person is close for you to be under the shadow of the person. So divine presence will be with you. In verse 15, the Bible says in verse 15, it says, you know, I will, I would be with him in trouble. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. That's 
presence of the Lord. And Moses will say, if your presence will not go with us, do not allow us to leave this place. We are not leaving without your presence. Where will I go without your presence? Because in your presence, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. And at your right hand is life and peace and pleasures forevermore. So you have that divine presence when you are in the secret place of the Most High. The Bible recorded of Joseph that everywhere he went to, from Potiphar's house to the house of, to the prison, the Bible recorded that God was with him. And that's why he prospered. They saw that he prospered because God was with him. Jacob, when he was in the house of Laban, it was recorded that God was with him. And that's why the, uh, you know, Laban prospered also. He knew that. If you check through the Bible, those where God recorded that God was with them, the presence of God was with them. There was always prosperity. There was always growth. There was always development. I pray today that the, we, we become residents of that secret place so that the presence of God will always be with us. That is one main benefit of being in the secret place. The presence of God. Now lastly, praise God. The last benefit, the last privilege I see in that passage is long life and health. Long life and health. When you are Residents in the presence of the Lord, you have long life and health. Verse, the last verse, verse 16, it says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. With long life will I satisfy him. Satisfy him with long life. Your life, your long life will not be satisfactory if it's filled with sicknesses and challenges and ill health. And that's why he said it will satisfy him with long life and show him his salvation. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit who satisfies you daily, who satisfies your youth, uh, satisfies you, I think the Bible says, satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Satisfaction long life, good health. The Bible says, the inhabitants of Jacob shall not say they are sick because healing is his children's bread. So when you are in the presence of the Most High, when you are under the shadow of the Almighty, there is long life. You, you, there's, there's no, nothing can cut short your life because the two things that cut short people's life, number one, can be sickness, number two, it can be, you know, destruction. Either they are destroyed due to accidents or enemies have or sicknesses terminate their lives. And when these two things are taken away, because number one, you have protection in the presence of the Lord under the shadow of the Almighty, and number two, you have good health, not just healing. And where there is a little issue, you have divine healing made available for you. The Bible says, by His stripes we were healed. Himself took away our sicknesses and our diseases. By wool stripes, we were healed. And with these two things put in place, there is no way one will not have long life to fulfill his glorious destiny. These are the privileges, the seven privileges of dwelling in the secret place, of being habitats of the secret place, of not just frequent visiting the secret place because when you, when you go to the secret place and you stay for some time and you leave all these benefits begin to wear out and you stop being beneficiaries of these benefits but when you dwell there become a citizen there all the privileges of that country all the privileges of that place you you begin to enjoy them i am in nigeria i cannot enjoy the privileges of uh, in the United States of America because I'm not staying there. 
their good roads, their the the the, the, the you know electricity, the gas supply, water supply, access to dollars, and several other things. I cannot assess them because I am not living there. But when I change my location now and go to United States, it doesn't matter the color of my skin. I begin to assess those privileges that are made available for everyone that is that is part of that place. And when I become a citizen of the place, I, I you know I get more privileges. That is, those are the privileges of dwelling in the secret place. Can you just? Take what you've learned to the Lord in prayer this moment and just tell God. I, I, I do not know how to close this session of prayer. I do not know how we'll close it, but I just wish you can just find somewhere. and Find somewhere and just tell God, Father, I, I receive grace. I receive grace to become a citizen, a habitat of your secret place. I, 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 I come into your secret place and I receive grace to dwell there. I come into your secret place and I receive grace to remain there. Not to go and come, not to, 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 to live once in a while, but to stay there for the rest of my life. Every sacrifice that is needed to remain a citizen of that place the study of the word of God the, the, the prayer give me grace I receive grace being part of the secret place takes prayer it takes the study of the word of God it takes consistent touch with God consistent communication with the almighty God and what better way to communicate with the Almighty God than for your heart to long after Him in prayer? For your heart to yearn for Him in prayer, for you to communicate with Him in prayer, spend time alone with Him, spend some quality time, some quiet time with Him, isolate yourself with the Almighty God, stay and dwell with Him there. Thank you, Father. Sunday devotion, the devotion.